Welcome to Code Together, a podcast for developers by developers, where we discuss technology and trends in industry. I'm your host, Tony Monkolspine. Over the past few months, you've heard us talk to various people on this podcast about One API and how it's being used in supercomputers, for AI, and in consumer applications like Blender. You've heard myself and our guests talk about how One API is, among other things, an open multi-architecture, multi-vendor programming model. Today we have an exciting announcement related to the multi-vendor part of that description. To talk about what it means for you, the developer, I'm joined by two engineers, Gordon Brown and James Reinders. Gordon Brown is product owner for the One API core team at Codeplay and has been there for nearly 10 years. Welcome to the podcast, Gordon. Hi, thanks for having me. James Reinders is a technical evangelist and engineer at Intel who has authored 10 technical books about high-performance programming. Welcome back, James. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. So today we have a big announcement, and I guess I'll go to James, because James actually wrote a blog about this, which we will also link. James, why don't you tell us what our big announcement is today around One API and CodePlay? Well, it's our, our annual release of uh, uh, Intel One API tools. And so each year we do uh, you know, a major release, uh, gives us an opportunity to do uh, bigger upgrades than we do during the quarterly releases and introduce new, new and exciting uh, functionality. So we've got fantastic support for the latest Intel hardware, um, uh, strong support for standards, uh, including uh, using the LLVM to get uh, awesome support for C++, Sickle, and uh, Fortran. Uh, great AI capabilities, optimization. But my favorite of all of this is, is we've been talking, as you said, about multi-architecture, multi-vendor support for a long time. And uh, we've had bits and pieces of that in open source. And Codeplay has been doing an incredible job of doing some of that uh, support um, for the industry. Uh, we bring that together today. Um, we've opened up our tools to uh, the ability for plugins to be added to them, and uh, CodePlay is following through with some uh, exciting co uh, plugin capabilities uh, that really help us deliver on that multi-architecture, multi-vendor vision that we've been uh, talking so much about. So to me, that's just uh, amazing, and I encourage people to take a look and give us feedback. Yeah, and so Gordon's been working on this on the CodePlay side of things. So Gordon, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the plugin actually means from the CodePlay side of things, and what can developers actually do with this plugin? So the the, the product that's been released from the the CodePlay side is the uh, One API for NVIDIA GPUs and One API for AMD GPUs. Um, and as as James said, the the latest release of the the Intel one API toolkits now opens up the possibility for other plugins, uh, effectively to, to add support for for other architectures, uh, in addition to the the Intel ar architectures. So these these new plugins from CodePlay will add support for NVIDIA and AMD GPUs to the existing DPC plus plus C plus plus compiler. And what are the requirements then to actually make this work? So we we've talked about we have One API twenty twenty three which is our latest release, which should go out today. Um, and then what do I need to actually go get from CodePlay? Is it just uh, a small download? What, what does that look like from your side? So the way this, this works is that CodePlay is just distributing the uh, One API for NVIDIA and AMD GPUs, which are uh, plugins which are supplementary to the 
uh, Intel One API toolkit download. Um, so the the Intel toolkit is required uh, first, and then the the CodePlay plugins uh, add to that um, by uh, installing an uh, addition to the compiler the uh, Nvidia and AMD plugins. So these are these are designed to work together. Awesome. And are there specific requirements um, in terms of the the types of Nvidia uh, software stack or AMD software stack that we support? So there are specific uh, platforms and, and devices that uh, we we have tested as part of this release, um, and these are described in the the, the release documentation um, on the CodePlay website. Um, however, g generally the um, Nvidia GPU support um, supports everything from uh, SM35 upwards, um, and uh, the AMD GPU support should support um, generally any any architectures which support the the Rockham platform. One thing that that's uh, notable that I, I I saw just this week before the release was, uh, you know, it, there's always a, a matrix of what it supports and doesn't support. But I know there was recently a new introduction of a new SDK for CUDA, and uh, the team was uh, working quickly to make sure that that was compatible and take care of any adjustments necessary. So. Uh, I know the team's very eager for feedback. If there are any platforms that don't work seamlessly, the objective here is to make it work. Um, and since this is based on uh, open source support, um, that you know really goes back to helping the community support these devices the best. Yeah, thanks, thanks, James, for pointing that out. The um, it, generally we we're, we aim to support the, the latest versions of, of CUDA and, and Rockham um, kind of as soon as possible after they're they're released. So. Uh, yeah, we're always keen to kind of kind of keep the AMD and NVIDIA support as, as latest as possible. And I think one of the key things that our developer listeners would probably be interested in is how is this different from our previous open source offering? So in the past, you were able to actually go take the open source code and build the Intel DPC++ compiler and build and run on NVIDIA or AMD hardware. How is what we're talking about today different than that? So, so that's a really good question. So the is is still possible to take the the open source Intel LVM project and and build DPC++ with uh, Nvidia and, and HIP support uh, manually. However, this release is is uh, the the first binary release built from the open source project that is built and tested and verified with the binary Intel One API release. The other thing is that as along with the these these products codeplay will be uh, introducing user and customer support that users can sign up for okay so the key differences are it's something that's already been built and tested and also there's support available for customers rather than just being open source and kind of letting people try it and submit bugs as they see them that's right yeah so as part of the workflow when you're trying to build uh, code that's going to run on both uh, Intel NVIDIA and AMD platforms, do I actually get a fat binary? Do I build individual binaries for each platform? Do I have the choice? And if I can build them all together, can I actually choose at runtime which GP to use? So for instance, if I have multiple GPs in my system like I do in my test system, what does that look like for the developer? How do they interact with the development platform? So, so that's, that's a really, really good question. So DPC++ has been sort of designed from ground up to be 
multi-vendor, multi-architecture to provide the kind of performance portability that you want from programming with SQL. When you're using the DPC++ C++ compiler, you can specify the different triples that you want to target. Um, and you can specify more than once. So you can target multiple architectures at once. And what this will do is it will generate the resulting binary executable with both you know, the host code and the device code for each of the, the architectures you're targeting. Um, and then from there, then that, that binary is then capable of, of running on all those different architectures. The other side of the of it is at runtime, you have to choose the, the device that you want to execute on. And whether or not you're able to execute on certain devices will depend on whether you've compiled for those architectures and whether the device is available in the system. Generally for this, you use the uh, SQL device selector feature, which is a feature of, of the SQL programming model where you can describe heuristics for choosing the, the device you want to target. So you could say you know, any GPU or specifically an NVIDIA GPU or AMD GPU or Intel GPU. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I think users of uh, uh, other systems uh, like CUDA and OpenCL have seen fat binaries capabilities grow. Um, the system in the, uh, that SQL allows to be implemented that the, the LLVM compiler called DPC++ implements can allow incredibly fat binaries, but that's really about flexibility. It's about the ability to compile ahead of time to be ready for various targets. You can make decisions about how much compilation happens at compile time, how much happens at runtime with the JIT. Uh, you have a, a, a lot of control. So uh, obviously a fat binary takes up space on the disk and so forth, but at runtime the system actually goes and grabs you know, what matches your hardware and gives you access to that as a programmer. So incredibly flexible system, uh, the way that it's implemented. I think it's very exciting and worth uh, people taking a look at and taking advantage of. Yeah, and we mentioned that the One API for AMD release is a beta release, but we don't have that beta tag on the One API for NVIDIA uh, CodePlay release. How are we differentiating? What's the difference there if I'm a developer when I'm looking at a beta versus a non-beta for us? So, so the main difference there is uh, sort of the level of support for a SQL programming model. Um, so the the CUDA, uh, the NVIDIA GPU support through the CUDA backend has has been in development for quite a bit longer. And at this stage, it's it's close to feature complete, um, and the performance we're seeing with that is uh, in in many cases very good, uh, kind of comparable with with native CUDA. Whereas with the the AMD GPU support through the the HIP backend is is only been development for the last year or so. So it's currently approximately sort of fifty percent support, um, which means it has sort of all the core SQL features. So certain applications and, and benchmarks uh, will run, um, but it's missing some some other more advanced features uh, that are, are still to be to be implemented. For the applications we have run, we are seeing good good performance relative to to native HIP, um, but there's there's still things that are missing. Um, so users should be aware, you know, there's there's certain features that might not work yet, or they might not see the performance they, they'd hoped for with that yet. Yeah, we're kind of adopting a, a model here where we also, we're not just having people pay for support, but we also have a kind of an open model. So when people see issues like that, how can they get involved? And if developers are interested in contributing to this, how can they get involved? All of the work that, that Codeplay is doing and um, Intel as well is... is, is in the open, it's on the Intel LLVM GitHub project. So we work kind of directly with that. 
it's already quite an active project. There's a lot of tickets that come in. So if you know if anyone has any bug reports or you know, performance issues or any kind of feature requests, they can come in through there and we'll we'll look at them and and uh, try to work on those. All right. And then looking forward, uh, I guess I, I'm going to direct this question a little bit to James. So James has been a very vocal proponent of all of these things. And you can kind of hear his passion as he's talked about where we've come from. James, what are you excited about where we're going? Give us an idea of what do you think this is going to lead to in the future and why it matters? I think one of the characteristics of where computing is going is that we're going to see more and more diverse uh, compute devices on one machine. I mean, it's not unusual to have a machine with, say, an NVIDIA uh, graphics card plugged in to do your, your gaming on or some of your computation, but you also have you know, a wonderful Intel CPU with capabilities, maybe including AVX or AVX 512, and integrated graphics. And each one of these is a compute device, and that's just the beginning. So we're seeing more and more diversity, and the way tooling has been headed is that tooling is usually very good at taking advantage of one or two of those at a time. But with the diversity coming, we really need solutions that bring together the ability to get the best out of each piece. And so, you know, we've been talking about one API, um, the Sickle standard's been wonderful, you know. Uh, even OpenCL and, and OpenMP, there's been, you know, people of like mind thinking, gee, we really need to support this uh, abundance of compute that we have coming towards us. But if you don't have the tool chains able to come together, you know, like we do with this plugin capability, you're left with the problem that a single command line can only use, you know, one device. And so when I do my compile, I'm forced to have a binary that only uses one device. And you know, if you build with the CUDA tools, you know, your application's going to wake up and say, where's my NVIDIA GPU? I'm going to use it. It'll be great. And it is great. Or you use the HIP tools and the, the, your application then will wake up and say, where's that AMD GPU? I'll use it. It's great. You know, use the Intel tools. It wakes up and says, where are the Intel devices? I'll use them. It's great. I want my application to wake up and say, what devices are there? I'll use all of them. And we're seeing a very real realization uh, now of the ability to do that. And you get these, uh, these tools and apply the plugins and suddenly you can create a binary. Uh, I know you were sending around uh, earlier this week, Tony, that you ran something and you were excited that it, uh, you were able to dispatch things to both an integrated GPU and from Intel and an NVIDIA GPU from the same application. Uh, that's very exciting because that power is sitting there in your machine, why not use it? So that's the, yes, you're right. I'm very passionate about this because I think this is very, very important for the future of the industry that we build our tools that way. We build our compilers, our libraries to do that, our debuggers to allow us to debug all these together, the profilers to show us what's going on and all devices together really so that we can harness the power of the machine instead of being locked out of selective parts of it because our tools from one vendor or another um, are, you know, are focused only on one vendor. All right. Any last thoughts from you, Gordon? Yeah, I suppose my, my last last thought would just be um, yeah, we're 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 really excited to be uh, be releasing this, and we're really keen for people to get get their hands on it and start using it and start giving us us feedback. And so I'd, I'd uh, just suggest people you know go to the the Codeplay website and and download it and check it out. All right. So that's what we have for you today. Thanks to Gordon and James for joining us, and thank you, our listener, for tuning in. Go check out the brand new Intel One API 2023 toolkit releases at developer.intel.com and check out the Codeplay One API for NVIDIA and the Beta One API for AMD plugin from codeplay.com.
it's really exciting stuff.